Warning, you are about to enter a world populated by the most appalling music ever made. Welcome to the search for the worst album of all time. This is Broken Records. But I hadn't been forgotten, I Joe. I'd been married a long time ago. Saint Bango. <laughs> a girl with kaleidoscope eyes. <laughs> You're beautiful. Hey, hey, I wanna be a rock star. Hello there, and welcome to episode 15 of Broken Records, the podcast searching for the worst album ever made of all time, ever. It's part of the Riot Act Network, or Stable, as I keep calling it. I can't really decide which one I prefer, uh, so I've gone for both this week. Uh, um, if it's only consolation, I prefer Network. <laughs> but I okay, fine, Network. Right, I'm Stephen Hill, by the way. Renfrey Deadman, as ever, has joined me. Hello, Renfrey. Hello. How are you, Steve? <laughs> i'm all right thanks mate i'm all right this um this podcast is uh, that you're about to hear is um a podcast which originally aired as broken records this kind of search for the worst album ever made was initially something that we used to do on our weekly review show riot act just something that we put in as a feature at the end of it and it came out on the 19th of june 2020 episode 98 if you're interested on an episode called the ringo star of the sunset strip who could we be talking about uh in that description who could we be talking about well uh here's a little a little clue this week we're doing the self-titled debut album by methods of mayhem which is Tommy Lee from Motley Crue, uh, his rap metal side project. Hey, new metal was a party, wasn't it? And everyone was invited. Someone probably shouldn't have invited Tommy Lee, though. Little spoiler alert. They really um, shouldn't have invited Tommy Lee. I don't know why he was invited. <laughs> we recorded this podcast back then, and still I can see the furrowed brow of Renfrey Deadman at the mere thought, the mere idea that Methods of Mayhem even exist. So there's a little bit of a spoiler I'm for feeling, what you're about to listen to. I feel, I believe this feeling is called PTSD. Um, I'm not sure, but <laughs> my God, yeah. Uh, it wasn't great. Not going to lie, it wasn't great. So anyway, um, listen, I'm just going to chuck straight over to us because there is so much to talk about. Um, before I do, I should say, up. if you yeah i should say um all of the albums that we have on the list that we will be um covering on this podcast have been picked for a myriad of different reasons these aren't renfrey and i's own particular least favorite albums ever made they're due to kind of critical standing or um c- commercial failure or fan backlash and you know maybe just the band behaving in a pretty untoward way mm. although it's fair to say this particular week if we were doing it based on our just personal despise uh, <laughs> of a record the this probably would get on there so uh, yeah, no, yeah, this is would. the one time where i don't think i need to give it that caveat particularly but anyway um if you enjoy what you're listening to go over to uh riot act which is our weekly review show as i said every friday and listen to us chatting about music we also have a patreon page at patreon.com forward slash riot act podcast but for the moment enough of this niceness let's get right into it with me and renfrey talking about methods of mayhem this week we um continue our search for the worst album ever made i will do the rundown which is getting it's getting quite long now the old rundown mm. but we'll do the rundown from the bottom or from the top to the bottom i should say uh bob dylan self-portrait lou reed's metal machine music liz fair's self-titled lauren hill's mtv 2.0 unplugged bush's black and white rainbows the enemy streets in the sky dirty vegas is one viva brothers famous first words louis the 14th slick dogs and ponies 
Queen and Paul Rogers, The Cosmos Rocks, Richard Ashcross, United Nations of Sound, Eoghan Quigg's self-titled debut album, Six Feet Under's Graveyard Classics, Volume 2, are all uh, being propped up by what we consider to be the worst album of these terrible albums so far, Blood, Sweat and Towers by The Towers of London. But to be added into that pantheon of shit but actually some of them are quite good i mean particularly when <laughs> like when you get to the upper echelons yeah some pretty good music some pretty good songs pretty good music in there um the self-titled debut album from methods of mayhem released on the 7th of december 1999 uh which, <laughs> enough to make you wish that the y2k bug was real this is the <laughs> the debut album from tommy lee from motley crew doing new metal now renfrey mm. Um, we've actually not had this is the first sort of entry for new metal and all of its various crimes um, <laughs> that we've we've had to talk about in uh, in broken records so far and I think you and I on the podcast in general have spoken enough about new metal for people to know that come 1999 I mean certainly I was sick to the back fucking teeth of this stuff mm. by 1999 and these are the sort of albums where you go, and that's why, mm. right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Let's get into the context of this record. In the late 90s, Tommy Lee was a big deal, um, but his band, Motley Crue, were not. Uh, Lee not. was married to the 90s most famous lady, Pamela Anderson, and the home movie that the two of them made enjoying themselves on a boat <laughs> <laughs> had, um, had become a genuine meme in an era when that was not really a thing. Well, memes proper, didn't exist, yeah. Yeah, a proper viral thing. Let's not fuck about here. Tommy Lee was a superstar. It's a shame that he was sat on the drum stool of a rapidly aging, flabby load of old shite like Motley Crue as opposed to a young, skinny load of old shite like Motley Crue. Um, so in 1999, um, after the pathetic generation swine, mm. which I believe might be in that hat somewhere. So yes. we might be able to double up on Tommy Lee at, at some point. Can't um, wait. Uh, Lee quit Motley Crue to pursue a solo career, um, due to increasing tensions with Motley Crue singer, Vince Neil. He First of Tommy... ter- terrible phonetics fame. <laughs> First Tommy Lee giveth, then Tommy Lee taketh away, I would say, regarding that. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So um, Vince Neil has said at the time, all we got was a call from his attorney saying that he wasn't coming back. He wasn't into rock and roll anymore. He even said that rock is dead. Oh, oh no. No one said that tr- at that time. No one was saying that. What a bizarre <laughs> thing to say. Billy Corgan, um, Marilyn Manson. Uh, fucking who else? Everyone. Um, everyone. It ha- it all happened during a void in Motley. We weren't even rehearsing, so it was no big deal. Quite. Um, Tommy Lee solo, though. Uh, pfft, uh, the glam rock Phil Collins. I mean, what, <laughs> what, what, what could people possibly have been expecting from, you know, the Ringo star of the Sunset Strip? Like, what could people possibly have been expecting from... A solo Tommy Lee record. I mean, as I say that, even knowing what this ends up being, trying to cast my mind back to 1999 and thinking about the idea of Tommy Lee, the drummer in Motley Crue, doing a solo record. 
Renfrey, can you think of anything more worthless, artistically moribund than that? Uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to actually. <laughs> I'm trying to actually think of anything more artistically moribund than that. Um, no, it's like a Bernard man in skateboarding video. You know. What I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, the who, opening song on this. For? The opening song on this record is called "Who the Hell Cares," which might be a direct reference to this entire project. I'm not sure. Well, well, um, people reference that a lot. I mean, although maybe maybe I'm being facetious because this album did go gold after all. Yeah, which is sales of over five hundred thousand copies, which is a sad thing. Um, I mean, but, whatever you thought a Tommy Lee solo album was going to be. I can't believe you would have thought that it was going to be this. I mean, no. In, instead of whatever, if you thought it was going to be some kind of cheesy, ballady, glam rock album, whatever, instead what we rather naively thought was the height of new metal, uh, Tommy Lee hooked up with a guy called Tilo, uh, who, who looks a bit like a sort of pineapple. Um, um, i Lee not <laughs> Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson got divorced in 1998 and under the misguided idea that he was the one that people actually cared about in that couple he decided to push on with Tilo and four me- Methods of Mayhem now this is actually Methods of Mayhem was um, uh, uh, formed on the eve of their divorce I believe so mm. by that account you could um, say that this Methods of Mayhem record is a breakup record um makes me want to break up a lot of things because <laughs> this is peak new metal mm. methods of mayhem is peak new metal I almost i almost like with all this there's a lot of very very good bands from new metal that we've spoken about before but i almost feel like methods of mayhem are one of the definitive bands of new metal because we'd already had a vanilla ice doing his album with ross robinson mm. um significant other came out this year and roped in pretty much every other musician in the world yeah, uh, we were yet we were yet to see um the bloke from boyzone doing his um rage machine inspired band that was to come later but um but slipknot had also come out this year and kind of gone some way to what i thought was going to be helping the sort of eradication and destruction of new metal naively I genuinely believe that, and it obviously took a few years. Um, but I Tommy think there's, Lee... I think there's a point. I think there's some truth to that, though. Yeah, it, it's, it's more. It Iowa just takes. That really, yeah, it just yeah. take. It takes longer. You know, I mean, this record would probably have been recorded by the time Slipknot came out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but so, uh, new metal and glam rock. It's not w- that weird when you really sit down and think about it. They're kind of spiritual brothers in many ways, I feel those two scenes. Yeah, because spiritual they're both... brothers in misogyny. <laughs> yeah, and dressing like a twat yes. and looking like a twat and yeah. acting like a twat yeah. and you know lot, lot the, twat. the the second and third generations of your bands were increasingly more appalling and more appalling and more appalling as it got more and more ridiculous the longer it went on and yes like you say there's some very fucking dodgy lyrical content and ideas from a lot of these bands um so anyway so uh tommy lee roped in the likes of snoop dogg fred durst kid rock little kim miss Mixmaster mike uh the uh crystal method george clinton george clinton the godfather george of clinton what are you and doing 
even Stephen Perkins from Jane's Addiction to play live on the mm. tour. I mean, what the fuck did he have on these people? <laughs> He's got on these people what Dominic Cummings has got on Boris Johnson. Whatever that thing that has made Boris Johnson go, oh, no, 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 he's, he's fine, is, is, is what Tommy Lee has on. Like, he's got a video of George Clinton smoking a baby's bones or something. Like, <laughs> how did he agree to do this? I don't understand. But anyway, um, I mean, I, I remember hearing this album, the, the sort of build up to this album, and, and obviously kind of post Slipknot, I thought it's going to be fucking diabolical. But you know what, Renfrey? The weird thing about this record is, is the reviews from the time do not agree with me mm. at all. Mm. Um, agree with us. Go, Let's make that super clear. Us. Agree with us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Entertainment Weekly said most of this rap metal is surprisingly legit and cameos from Lil Kim, Fred Durst and Kid Rock don't hurt. B, Q Magazine, three out of five stars. Big, thumping, sweary, contemporary noise. Lee is entirely, entirely serious. He has the group's name tattooed on his ass cheeks, as if that makes the album better. He's entirely Alter- serious there, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I heart Alter- mum. <laughs> yeah. Alternative <laughs> press, four out of five. Armed to the teeth with special guests, hopping between metal edge techno and radio-minded hard rock. The surprise, it ain't bad, and a few of these tunes are really good. CMJ, brass-knuckled, rhythmically dense rap rock, owing more to pop industrial music and Bomb Squad production than it does to Fred Durst, one of 1999's grittiest, most heartfelt rap rock albums. Vibe, combines heavy guitar riffs with insolent b-boy wordplay. As an exercise in funky, head-banging mayhem, it isn't half bad. Producer Scott Humphrey manages to mix up Tommy Lee's palette just enough to keep you tuned in. The NME, the NME... Six out of ten contains more than enough of the mysterious kick-ass factor successfully mixing hip-hop beats with some exceedingly heavy guitar, making his debut sonically far more superior to the awful Limp Biscuit. What? <laughs> what? Um, uh, I mean, fuck, I know you said before, we started recording you have no dog in this fight between no. biscuit and methods of mayhem but I, i'd I rather mean, listen to significant other than this yeah i mean even on amazon even on amazon it's got a rating of 4.5 stars and there was a five star review of this album from four years ago someone heard this in 2016 and went this is great My what is going on what is going on Renfrey? that's insane what is going on now look i know that Metal Hammer savaged it. And I don't think Kerrang! were that keen on it either. Unfortunately, even though I've got a ton of magazines upstairs, I couldn't find the original Hammer or Kerrang! reviews. But I'm pretty sure that neither of them were positive. And I know that I saw some live reviews. They got a 1K live review in Kerrang! which I'll talk about in a little bit as well. It's funny, that, isn't it? That the actual metal press that reviewed that thought it was shit. When publications who sneered at metal and sneered at new metal and, and said all of it was rubbish and were, had no interest in this type of music, actually thought it was all right. It's almost it, like they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> it almost is like that, isn't it? Um, yeah, 100%. Um, the primary primary problem with this record, there's so many primary problems with this record. Um, this well, is hold on, mu- hold on, hold on to that, because luckily, before we actually get into our 
Okay. I think we we're we're hi, we're hiding our response to what we think of the record quite well so far. So, um, luckily, I think I, I'm just rubbing my temples. I've been rubbing yeah. my temples this entire time because I'm I'm feeling like a migraine coming on just talking about this album. Yeah, I'm not I hiding mean, luckily, it very well. But luckily, the retrospective reviews have put this right a little bit. Um, AV Club reviewed it in 2002. Quite why they thought they wanted to review it in 2002, I don't know. But uh, they said, anybody even familiar with the genre should know the drill on on, uh, Methods of Mayhem. Clunky guitars, half-screamed, half-rap bellowing, plenty of big-name cameos and virtually nothing resembling melody or maturity. As a rapper, Lee makes for a tremendous hard rock drummer. While partner Tito's sole qualification seems to be his ability to make Lee seem competent by comparison. Raging against tabloids, cops, and society in general, Methods of Mayhem has predictable, nondescript bile to spare. But bile can only take you so far. And with the exception of nimble terms from Snoop Dogg, Mixmaster Mike, and the Crystal Method Scott Kirkland, that's just about all Methods of Mayhem has to offer. Uh, There was a one-star review from Sputnik Music in 2009, which said, Ladies and gentlemen, it just doesn't get any worse than this. To think that someone would ever listen to this, or review it for that matter, the actual humiliation lies in the artist's hands namely tommy lee and his gaggle of homeboy guest appearances not that this album was original to begin with but tommy's guest appearances seem to hog a good amount of the time on the disc making this feel like a compilation of trailer trash artists and less like the work of a washed up hair metal drummer pseudo rap unsalvageable new metal chords and dance club electronics are pretty much all that can be found here with little entertainment value unless you're either drunk high insane or all three to think <laughs> that music can dive this low would be absurd but tommy lee has found a way jigger jigger what um <laughs> Uh, I found also found a, a review in Variety about their live show, which yeah. says, while Lee may be a flashy and talented drummer, he's not a very good singer or rapper, and he's not much of a guitar player, despite his feeble attempts to prove otherwise on a Wednesday, the first of two El Ray dates. This is my hometown. I can't believe you aren't naked yet. He, re- he repeatedly remarked naked they were barely cheering lee was as enthusiastic as ever but the colorless music which sounded as if it had been quickly pasted together in an attempt to sound fresh and cutting edge came off as little more than mindless rock star indulgence um and before we get into it renfrey i think i did find one of my favorite reviews i've ever found going through the murky depths of the internet um mm-hmm. As a website called Fabrica, never heard of it before, mm, but their reviewer, right. their reviewer gave it three out of four. <laughs> <laughs> right, three Desperate out of four. To be yeah, Famously, right. out of four seems like a good thing. <laughs> so he says, "This album sounds conceited." extremely arrogant and shameless smiley face emoji it melts every possible music genre from rock techno industrial to drum and bass and so on obviously got bored of naming (laughs) genres there playing as a hybrid between fat of the land by the prodigy and hell billy deluxe by rob zombie yeah it's so different those albums aren't they so different um it's impossible to classify this album. Is it new metal, industrial rock, hip-hop rock, techno rock? You know what? Like Tommy Lee says, who the hell cares? Tommy Lee with an alliance of first-rate artists, Scott Humphrey, <laughs> Steve Duda, Danny Loner, <laughs> Snop Duke. <laughs> Not even joking. Snop Duke. Not Snoop Dogg snop dude um <laughs> kid rock mix master mike 
declare war to the music world. I don't know who wins the battle, but one thing is certain. There are lots of injured. Powerful guitar <laughs> riff. Powerful... <laughs> powerful guitar riffs since and beats heavy as boulders accompany the first song with the smirking <laughs> snop dog <laughs> i can't spell snoop dog's name right he spelled it wrong both times <laughs> snop dog only one g this time oh really um, even i know this shit yeah, that's ridiculous the smirking snop dog voice anger management not snip is oh no if if snop dog and snop dog are the same guy um anger maybe, management maybe maybe snop dog is snoop dog when he's really 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 high yeah, snop maybe, maybe. <laughs> Ang- anger management and hypocritical are a wall of sound very aggressive naked get naked is fun and there aren't other words to describe it oh there are mate oh don't my you, god there are. <laughs> don't you worry about that we've got plenty um New Skin featuring Kid Rock reminds me of the electronic sound of Antichrist Superstar by Marilyn Manson, then turned into a ballad. Tommy Lee didn't know, this is in brackets, open brackets, Tommy Lee didn't know that Pamela Anderson will marry Kid Rock in the future. Artists, be careful to bring your wife in the recording studio. (laughs) Proposition Fuck You is a purely hip-hop song with several similarities to Cypress Hill. Superstar and Crash continue the bombing with colossal driven guitars narcotic is a classic kirkland song and since in italy we usually say about gastronomy gastronomy don't throw away anything from the pig kirkland will recycle this song on the crystal method tweekend album a few years later the on some other bitches is an interval they could do without spun is a techno stroke drum and bass outro that closes the album the enhanced album also includes the get naked video and the making of i don't know if tommy lee wrote a single note on the album or if it's all just samples and loops but who the hell cares winking emoji if you like limp biscuit and rob zombie you'll love this album but for all the others it could easily be great surprise now words it says there are by michael marco garibaldi proofreading by scott m owens now marco's obviously marco's we're gonna let marco's obviously writing in second language there so i, I mean it doesn't yeah. save him for the fucking terrible taste he has but let's go easy on him but yeah, scott yeah. and scott m owens proofreader now i didn't genuinely didn't think i'd find someone involved in this whole debacle of methods of mayhem that was worse at something than tommy lee is at, worse at <laughs> rapping than but here we have it scott m owens is worse at proofreading than Tommy Lee is at rapping. And that, if this was broken proofreaders, he'd go straight in at number one. (laughs) This is just proof that shit attracts shit, isn't it? I mean, that unbelievably is the nicest thing I have to say about Methods of Mayhem, (laughs) is that you're better at that than this guy is at proofreading. Renfrey. Yeah. Your thoughts on the self-titled album by Methods of Mayhem after that huge preamble that we've done? Uh, it's a musician who's desperately irrelevant, trying with all his might to appear relevant, uh, which is what makes the whole thing so fucking sad, really. Um, I am going to say one minor nice thing about this record uh, I'm only going to be you know, I'm going to be fair just for a moment. I'm only I'll only allow being fair to members of Motley Crue for one second and not a second more. But this is this isn't 
a whole ton worse than a lot of the white boy rap metal that was coming out at the time is it i mean it is worse but it's not it's not like miles there's there was a lot i mean i'm not excusing it i'm merely saying it's merely one nugget of shit in a massive steaming pile of turgid fetid shit that was so prevalent at the time i mean at some point we're gonna have to rank this between crazy town and fieldy's dreams so i i I get what you're saying there's going to be a fair few of these this just happens to be the first first one new metal record that we've picked out um so i guess that sort of has to be taken into account but i mean this is terrible oh it's awful this is terrible i mean it was never good in at first but i mean it's aged appallingly Mm. it is it is so dated i mean i remember hearing anger management on a metal hammer cover mount cd and thinking it was kind of catchy, but ultimately just sort of hilariously bad. Mm. But all these years later, you just struggle to understand how people could be so seduced by the notion of celebrity. It's mad. Mm. And like you said, this went gold in the US. It mm. peaked at number 71 on the Billboard Top 200. Like, it should have been laughed out of the bloody... And, it, you know, it didn't take a lot, despite those reviews... And despite it selling 500,000 copies, it must be one of those things where you go, like we were saying about Razorlight earlier, but obviously on a far smaller scale. Nobody liked this, did they? Surely. Let's put the gold sales into perspective as well, ever so slightly. Um, this achieved sales of 500 million. 500 million? <laughs> oh, God, what a world that would be. 500,000 um, at the absolute peak more or less i mean the absolute peak was maybe a year or two later but the peak of the music industry in terms of commercial in terms of how many people were buying music it was the absolute peak um you occasionally indulge me in my occasional series of um remfrey reads terrible terrible lyrics in a uh white boy manner um, I mean, there's no way I can resist with Get Naked. And that's a song that we're going oh, to no. talk about, obviously. Um, mm. Will you will you indulge me for a moment? Uh, are you going to say Mix Master Mike, make that pussy tight or <laughs> ride, ride the cock till you hit the spot? I to mean, be honest oh. with you, mate, I, I, I mean, I'm just going to go from the top. I'm, I'm not going to do the whole, the whole thing, whole, obviously, no. but. Uh, okay. <clears throat> million made from watching me come under the sun on my vacation after hours on spectrovision shooting my jizzy jism the woody has rizzy risen i ain't getting paid to entertain your bridal showers rocking my porno tape for hours and hours yeah clitorises are fearing me it's bigger than ron jeremy because it's them ass cheeks that make my ass weak and i've been riding with the blue balls since last week so if you ask me, I'll be glad to speak after we get butt naked and break it down nasty. Uh. <laughs> the little ganja hoe from Tokyo who said she could blow $10 love me long time in the limo, but really don't. I'm just trying to fly with the flows, freak up some hoes, blow up the shows, make a little dough as if you didn't know. Back in the strip club, I'm freaking up more hoes, swinging my ding It ain't no thing. This is written by a 37-year-old man. Mm. He was 37 when this record came out. This is a man who's fucking 37 years old. What a cunt. I fucking hate Tommy Lee. I fucking hate Motley Crue. I fucking hate them. 
And this is just risible bullshit. And the fact that a band like Motley Crue were ever vaguely popular in any way, shape or form just goes to show how deranged and how low we have gone in in civilization this is surely you know this record selling just one copy is the lowest our civilization has ever got isn't it <laughs> i mean it's yeah it sold dreadful. one to me i i i bought this out of Oh, just Steve. pure like i mean i'd like to say the song anger management is at the time i remember going oh you know this is sort of fairly i mean it's well cheesy and well over the top but it's one of those ones where when you find it for like a fiver or something i was like oh, i might try that because i want i like that i don't know i'm in the public eye. i mean it's like chris morris doing rapping do you know what i mean like he is like oozy lover by <laughs> but um oozy lover he's an oozy lover uh it's it, do you remember that fucking brilliant um but i mean uh, and the guest appearances on it as well. I mean, God, fuck me. You think Snop Duke sounds bored on the <laughs> sounds bored on the Just Eat advert? Wait till you hear this. I mean, Lil Kim just to be fair, about... Snop Duke did have the munchies <laughs> when he did the Just Eat advert. So yeah. yeah, I mean, fucking Lil Kim talking about how seven inch cocks aren't good enough for her. It's like oh, and then fucking new skin which is probably worse than the incubus song if you can imagine it now that is a good that is a good incubus hey, song hey, to be fair. Hey, yeah 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 i mean it does sound like just the rest of it and then a bloody acoustic uh, ballad chorus comes in which sounds like it sounds like stained remix by moby and then you think like, well that can't get that can't get much worse and kid rock turns up yeah yeah uh Fucking- new skin is the very worst of American radio rock mixed with the absolute worst of white boy rap metal. It's taking two of literally the worst genres in music, full stop, and combining them into one massive shitstorm of Mm. pain, agony, and torment, purgatory. Uh yeah, I mean, proper, they, they mentioned Proposition Fuck You is the sort of the, the proper rap song. It just sounds desperate. It's like you're trying to sound like Dr. Dre and you end up sounding like Dr. Fox. It's, desperate um, is the key word with this album, yeah. I think. Desperate. I th- it's just Crash desperate. sounds like a new metal version of um, I'm Your Man by Wham. Uh, <laughs> he can't help but chuck in some Motley Crue bollocks as well, like on Metamorphosis, which is just got a bit of glammy crap on it. Um narcotics got the dude from the crystal method on it now this is back when americans knew fuck all about dance music and boy do the crystal method really expose their lack of understanding of that genre Mm. just in general but particularly on this record um it's poor it's a just it's a bin isn't it it is a bin in a car crash this record um it's a bin on fire in a car crash in a fucking nursery is what this album is it's it's a bin bin full of used nappies driving a car with vince neil crashing into an orphanage is what this record is it is fucking dreadful the band went on to play the other stage at glastonbury in 2000 um before kind of splitting up almost straight away um they were put on a stage on the other stage at glastonbury in 2000 now now just bear that in mind for a second in fact 
I got the lineup from that stage that day, right? Look at this. They had Nine Inch Nails headlining, mm. Moby, Counting Crows, Cypress Hill, Live, A Perfect Circle, and fucking Methods of Mayhem. Now, that's mm. actually quite a kind of rock orientated day around the time of 2000 when it was big. Nine Inch Nine Nails. Nine Nails and Perfect Circle. Yes, please. Yeah, well, even Cypress Hill in there as well. I mean, I like Counting yeah. Crows. But yes, you just I... think, with as an opening, ba- you think of all the bands they could have got that would open up that stage around that time. Idlewild, I mentioned Incubus, Machine Head, Therapy, Neurosis. I mean, you could have got Ramstein back then. Yeah. They were that start. They weren't much bigger than that. But no, no, let's not get any of those bands. Let's not get Deftones or Slipknot. Let's get fucking Methods of Mayhem. Mm. What were you thinking, Michael Evis? You're on fucking smack or something. What, what the hell? Uh, it wasn't Michael Evis's decision, let's face it, because he's had nothing to do with the music for years. But yes, uh, I absolutely, I concur. Um, Unbelievable. Absolutely. It's probably Emily Evis, though, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But waste of time. Awful. Waste of time. Um, he briefly got back together with Pamela Anderson, and she appeared in the truly bizarre and embarrassing video for Get Naked, and then... Uh, they split up, uh, as I said, and they both Pamela Anderson and the band before he returned to it uh, a decade later to release the album, a public disservice announcement, which according to Wikipedia was quite the departure. According to Wikipedia, it says a public dis- disservice announcement was more varied in style, covering genres such as rap rock, new metal and dance rock. Oh, well, they said <laughs> branching out. <laughs> That's the same fucking genre three times. He's doing he's doing some different type of music like grunge, post grunge and uh, uh, punk grunge. Like, what are you fucking on about? Um, there was actually some talk last year that he was going to be releasing another one of these records, which would yeah. mean that we'd get a Method to Mayhem album every 10 years. Like yeah. the fucking plot of it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, every 10 years it comes back and we have to quash it um but luckily he didn't i mean i've written a shite artist making a shite album from a shite genre shitely that's it my only problem with that sentence is there weren't enough shites in it but yes i agree (laughs) for the most part um Mm. it's fucking dreadful isn't it it's it's rubbish it's completely completely rubbish um it's those intergalactic hoes who come out of those space probes fine green honeys representing with no clothes just wanted to throw that in there he was 37 yeah do you know up do you know what nikki six uh said about it in the year 2000 he said it was all right didn't he he said it's pretty good for what it is i guess you call it rap rock yeah well you're nikki six that just goes to show how little Nicky Six knows about music, which is obvious from uh, all of the music he's ever been a part of. I call it music. <laughs> yeah. um, more like horrible din of shit. I fucking hate this. I fucking hate my- I'm in a fucking mood talking about this record. I think, I just think, I don't like talking about abhorrent people. And we've just done that for fucking half an hour. I mm. absolutely hate Motley Crue. And I hate Methods of Mayhem. And I hate everyone who likes them. <laughs> it's bad, this. It's so bad. Um, where do we put it, Renfrey? Where do we rank it? Oh, it's it's got to be a contender for the top spot, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah, it's a contender. I am struggling to be professional here due to my hatred <laughs> of, of all of this. Um, and I'm dying to put it in. Do you know what? Someone someone sent me, I apologise, I've forgotten your name, but someone sent me a video of Donny Tourette um, watching his Nevermind the Buzzcocks appearance back mm-hmm. uh, like 10 years later. And he's sort of saying, yeah. oh, this is like watching it for the first time because I was so drunk. Oh, being drunk's great. Mm. Um, and um, sort of made an argument to be like, it wasn't defending him, but sort of said, well, at least he shows some kind of remorse. I mean, mm mildly yes he mildly shows some sort of remorse he's still clearly a cock end donny tourette but he does show a mild sense of remorse i suspect well tommy lee doesn't show any remorse for this record and probably is massively proud of it um and thinks it's amazing because he's gone back to this project um and tried to resurrect it once again and um i believe failed miserably thank fuck um which makes me tempted to go number one yeah, I mean, I uh, Donny Tourette is saying that about his never mind the Buzzcocks appearance. I and he's not being completely like, oh god, I'm so embarrassed, it's so awful. Mm. Um, he got fucking owned on Never Mind the Buzzcocks completely, so he's not really got much of a leg to stand on. No, he what doesn't. he thinks about um, Blood, Sweat, and Towers, and we dick on the Sex Pistols, as I believe is what he said at the time. Um, we don't really, we don't really know. Um, Blood, Sweat, and well, Towers. Well, well, I will say this. Towers of London did attempt to make a comeback not too long ago, which I believe I mentioned um, on yeah. the show. And they ch- radically changed their sound would definitely be OTT, but they did definitely make an attempt well, at actually changing their sound. Methods of Mayhem radically changed their sound. They incorporated new metal, rap metal and dance metal. So, and I mean, if that's not incorpor- changing massively from the, just the right. new metal that they were doing before. You're right. Let's uh, place it 14th after Bob Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> I changed my mind. Yeah. um i think that this is i mean towers of london oh god towers of london i mean i actually i've got no argument because as bad as towers of london is it's at least ripping off something which is kind of classic yeah Do you know it's jumping on a bandwagon of something that was good in the first place guns yeah. and roses and the sex pistols are good yeah. tommy lee was ripping off spine shank and fucking crazy town i mean yeah and and you know there's there's kind of you look at the towers of london and you look at everyone involved and none of them have ever gone on to do anything good at all ever method to mayhem's got george clinton on it and it can't save it yeah yeah it's got george clinton and snoop dogg and you know i'm i fucking i like limp biscuit and you listen to limp biscuit in comparison to this limp biscuit sound like fucking mozart compared to this at least limp biscuit have got like wes borland writing fucking brilliant exactly. riffs and this great rhythm section and they are actually great musicians none of the, the like none of the we haven't even really talked about how fucking boring the music is yeah yeah this. just dull as i mean it, it's um it's uh <laughs> it's quite minimalist the music on this i didn't think i'd be using the word minimalist in in this but uh, well you mean it, it, they don't know what they're doing isn't yes it? exactly <laughs> yes exactly like, it's just sort of there it's just it's offensive and boring at the same time mm. that's an amazing you know what that's an amazing achievement to be offensive and boring at the same time <laughs> but it's offensive and boring to be um, bland to be bland and 
swinging conser- your and conservative, yet at the same time be abhorrent and offensive and grotesque is actually quite difficult. I would imagine it's a fairly difficult thing to do. Mm. Can Bob Dylan do that? Can Lou Reed do that? Uh, <laughs> Lou Reed might be able to, actually. Yeah, Lou um, Reed might be able to. Um, yeah, I think this is this has probably got to go at number one. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, 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 I'd... I I mean, to put, to put into context, right, when we put Towers of London at number one, and I thought, my God, that is rubbish, and it'll stay there for a long time. But I was like, are we doing the right thing? Because, my God, Graveyard Classics Volume 2 by Six Feet Under is so bad. When I think about great Six Feet Under's Graveyard Classics, and I think about Methods of Mayhem, to me, I'm like, oh, there's absolutely no... Co-. Like, Methods of Mayhem is far worse. Yeah. If it's not number one, it's number two, this record. I mean, it's more of a number two than a number one in toilet terms. But fuck me. This is just an atrocious piece of shit which should be nuked into yeah, I think... orbit and never seen ever again. In fact, don't nuke it. Into, don't put it into orbit because an alien might find it and think, oh my God, is this what that planet <laughs> is producing? Let's nuke Let... the fuckers right now. Um, Let's blow it up, yeah. So in that case, bury it. Bury this record as deep into the Earth's core as you possibly can. Um, it is an utter travesty. Um, as yeah, is a... Tommy Lee. It's a very, 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 very bad record. As as holding up a mirror to the artist in that in those terms, it is on point because mm. this is tragic, as is Tommy Lee. Um but um Oh know, poor Tilo. Poor oh, Tilo. Well, though. you know any asso- anyone who associates with Tommy Lee is also tragic, obviously. Mm. Um uh, it, yeah, uh, it just has to be number one. So I'm so fucking I sent you a message after listening to this record basically saying I am so happy. fucking angry right now. I am so angry that half half a million people bought this record. I think it's an absolute joke. But is it the worst new metal record? We'll soon see because like I say we've got some more in there. Um so there you go. It goes in at number 1. Yes, I agree. Motley Crue uh, Motley Crue same thing. Methods of Mayhem. It's Motley Crue and Methods of Mayhem is just the same thing but with slightly different fitting trousers. Yeah. Uh, that that's it. Um <laughs> one's leather pants and the other's like I don't Adidas big baggy yeah. jeans, yeah. Um all right, there you go. Methods of Mayhem self-titled goes in at number one, the worst album, and I think quite comfortably the worst album, which is fucking staggering when you think yeah. it's shit that we've had to cover, uh, which means another one goes into the mix next week, Renfrey. I cannot believe it will be as bad as that, but who knows, because there's some fucking guff in here. I'm just picking <laughs> it out now. I, I've got about nine in my hand. I can't get the bloody bits of paper away from each other. Uh, here we go. Ah, we were just talking about him. Lou Reed and Metallica. Lulu is up is up next week the first album to come out of the hat that i own on shiny both, cd both of us own um <laughs> i've i've had some big old chats about um lulu over over the years on various things so spoiler alert i get to have it again number, it's not going to be number one yeah not not a chance not um uh maybe in a million years um anyway <laughs> lou reed and metallica's lulu make sure you come back for that next week get naked indeed <laughs> my goodness what a silly thing um there you have it thanks so much for listening to broken records we've got another chart topper methods mm-hmm. of mayhem yeah. currently sitting there at number one yep. fucking rubbish will it be topped by next week's uh 
quite infamous album lou reed and metallica's lulu mm. is what we're going to be doing on episode 16 so that is already waiting for you to be consumed and listened to um wherever you listen to this podcast from uh, you can find us also on right act every friday reviewing the best new music that is out you can find us on our patreon page patreon.com forward slash right act podcast and um that's where you can get us talking about classic albums but this has been the opposite of that hasn't it this has been us talking about whatever whatever the exact opposite of a legendary classic album is that's what methods of mayhem is essentially isn't it i think that's fair to say yeah um yeah an absolutely that, uh, appalling pile of steaming dog turd <laughs> true true facts anyway go to episode 16 get this fucking nonsense out of your brain and we will see you over there to talk all things lulu bye-bye <laughs>